everybody. All right, happy Love Day. Not happy Valentine's Day. There's too much anxiety in the world. Happy Love Day out there. It's the 35th episode as we celebrate Black History Month. All right, and today we pay homage to my girl, Miss Sylvia Crawley, former ABL and WNBA player and current CEO of Crawley's Creations. Let me say that again, current CEO of Crawley's Creations. So let's take a look inside at Sylvia, all right, who is an NC, and we're gonna say North Carolina University Tar Heel, all right? So shout it out, because I know there's a lot of Tar Heels out there. <laughs> NCAA champion, licensed minister, we'll talk about that, and motivational speaker. She was also the head coach at Boston College and assistant coach at her alma mater at NCU for several years as a pro. She was known for her blindfolded dunk that stunned the crowd at the Disney Arena for the 1997 ABL weekend in Florida, y'all. That was crazy. You played for the Portland Power, the Portland Fire, Indiana Fever, and with me, San Antonio Silverstars. So welcome to Sunday Brunch, where we mainly discuss basketball, what we love of the sports. We have an all-star cast of balls, as you can see for today, which makes for a great show. Thanks for joining us today. Sil, what's up? What you been up to? Man, thank you so much for having me on the show, Goody. Um, I talk about you often because you were one of my most demanding teammates because you worked your butt off every day. And if I didn't work hard, I felt like trash, yo. So I was like, let me turn it up so Goody won't be on my neck, right? <laughs> and so um, that's what you did. You just you just raised the bar of any team you ever played for. I just got the opportunity to play with you with San Antonio. So I appreciate you. I appreciate who you are and what you bring to this world, especially the world of women's basketball. Yeah, I appreciate so, um, what am I doing lately? Oh, man, I'm raising my parents. <laughs> my parents live with me. They are 78, 79 years old. Traditional parents, right? Like, I'm dating again with traditional parents in my house, you know, who are like, who's knocking on the door? Is this a respectable hour? I'm like, listen, I'm, <laughs> I'm a grown woman. So, I mean, it's challenging, but it's cool because I have really cool fun like my parents are comedians like stand-up comics they can imitate people and actually look like the people that they're imitating right so i could come home from like running errands getting stuff for my shop and um my friends will be at the bar with my parents eating with a plate eating laughing i'm like what y'all doing here <laughs> like they don't even need me to be here they chilling with my mom and pops right so that's been um, different. You know, COVID's been hard on them because they can't interact with people. They can't go outside. I just saw a picture of them from like two years ago and they look so much younger. Like they have aged just from sitting in the house and not moving, right? So we now do senior citizen workouts. You know, all my little workouts with San Antonio Superstars, I'm like trying to modify that to the senior citizen version. <laughs> they got their little dumbbells. So that's been um, interesting. And so the timing of everything with COVID, like COVID shut us all down. Now everybody works from home. That was perfect for me. So I could be attentive to my parents, take them to the doctor's appointments. 
I can see what's going on with them because I'm here every day, right? So they limping and they squinting. I'm like, what's going on? Why are you limping? <laughs> Why are you bending over like that? Nah, we going to the doctor. So, you know, for me in this season of my life, Goody, it's about family first. Like if it doesn't fit within my family, my business, and uh, my purpose, my answer is no. Like people ask me to do other, if it don't fit with, if it doesn't align with those three things, no. And I'm, and I got a clear conscience with that. You know what I mean? I've been blessed with the gift to say no, because I know where my focus is, right? So, you know, I started my own clothing line, Crawley's Creation LLC, but Goody, you know, I've been doing this. Like I've been in the game, right? I started sewing when I was eight years old. Cause I was like six feet in the sixth grade with a size 12 shoe. So, so when you wear capris or some crop pants, you really need to pay me a fee. Cause I was doing that before it was in style. Like people was clowning me and laughing at me. Cause my pants were great high waters. Like Michael Jackson saved my life with his pedal pushers and his glitter socks. Cause now I'm like trendy, right? But really, they just don't make pants and a little girl's like size zero and one. You know, because you was itty bitty. I wore size one preteens, Jordash, Sassoon, chick jeans, you know what I mean? But they didn't make them long enough. So me and moms just start drawing out some stuff. We start etching our own patterns. Mom was making my little Christmas dress so I could say my Christmas speech and not feel self-conscious about how I looked, right? She's making my Easter dress. She's making my prom dresses. Now my stuff is custom. Everybody want their prom dresses made, right? So I flipped it on everybody. So I've been doing this for years, right? And so for me, after coaching basketball, you know, Coach Hatchell retired. So I was part of her staff, you know, so we all had to go. They bring in a new coach. They bring in their new staff. So for me, it was the perfect time. And I'm like, if I'm going to do it, now it's got to be now, right? And so I love working for myself. I love pushing my own vision, my own agenda. I'm at home with my parents right where I need to be in this season of my life. Like, I didn't understand things as they were unfolding and happening, but now I get it. Like, it's, I'm supposed to be right here right now, right? Uh, also, Goody, let me, let me, I don't think, I don't know if you know this, but I also work part-time for Athletes in Action, right? Because I'm, I'm always going to be a part of the game some, some way or another. I just can't let it go. I mean, I got... I played for 23 years. That's a long time to love something, walk away. So I work part-time for Athletes in Action. I am Athletes in Action's first global coach, men and women's basketball. So, yeah, I love it, Goody. I love this. So instead of spending 12 to 14 hours at the University of North Carolina coaching 16 girls every day, who may or may not appreciate my background, my story, my what I have to contribute to their lives, because I'm... I'm on them. I'm with them every day. They see me. So they're callous to that. I now have a chance to, to reach 1,600 boys and girls virtually the same amount of time from home with my parents. So, for example, I'm training a girl from Nigeria. She's six foot six, 14 years old, built like me. She's lanky, long, but she she's like she got a little... She don't have swag, but she got a chip on her shoulder. I think you got to have one or the other, right? And I saw her hit somebody. I was like, oh, that's all I need to see. Like, if you will hit, 
You might not like to be hit, but if you hit somebody else, that was my thing. I didn't like to be hit. I was going to hit you before you hit me. <laughs> before you realize, like, oh, she don't like to be hit. So um, this girl, if any coach in America, D1, knew about her, they'd all be trying to recruit her, get her to America, get her in a boarding school where she can learn English, get her SAT scores up, right? Her parents feel like she's not mature enough to come to the States. Like from a moral standpoint, from a religious standpoint, we still have more things we want to impart in her before we release her to the U.S., right? So I train her virtually when they feel like she's mature, maybe age 16, she will be released. Athletes in Action has their own campus in Xenia, Ohio. She'll be put in a dormitory, have a host family. They have grades K through 12 legacy school. She will be coached by an American coach. She will learn to speak English. I'll be at the airport to greet her. I'm the first face she'll see. And then we'll help her with the recruiting process. So this is now the new wave of recruiting that's happening. I believe what I'm doing as a global coach is the way coaching will happen in the future due to COVID. Like it's just, it has changed how we coach. So I love it because I, I am coaching players who come to me because they want to be coached hard and they want what I have to offer. And then I could just simply give it to them. I don't have to worry about ADs. I don't have to worry about university policy, recruiting, none of NCAA, none of that. It's Coach Crowley's Academy and whatever I want to do, whatever I want to teach, right? So my academy, I'm into teaching the total athlete. You know, you ask me, what does it take to be a great player? You got to be a total athlete. You can't just shoot. You're a shooter, but you. But when they get there and contest the shot, when you catch the ball, that's the end. Like, you can't drive. You can't, that's it. You're just a shooter. Or, you know, when I was coaching at Indiana Fever, I felt like, you know what? If we could just put three or four of these players together, we have like another Tamika Catchings, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because we have one that can pass, one that can drive, one that can shoot, but we need you to pass, drive, and shoot, rebound, you know, from the guard position. When I think about your game, Goody, like you could shoot it from the three. Your mid-range game was deadly. That's a lost art. You could get to the hole and finish on bigs, right? Because you had a, you, in your mind, you were big. <laughs> you just had a giant heart. You know what I mean? You can handle that rock. You can come off the ball screen. I don't care if they hedge, hard hedge. That didn't scare you, you know? You was going to rebound like a center. You could defend, you know, like you had an all-around package. And so that's what it takes to be a great player, not one-dimensional. Right. And so we're working on your mind. I have a sports psychologist on the team. I got a strength coach on my team because of COVID. These kids, I'm coaching kids in India, Africa. They don't even have access to a basketball court right now. They are in their driveways. Like this is how hungry they are. Right. <laughs> they just got to get to some concrete where we could pound that ball. So they've gone through a series of things, right, where we talk about focus, how to compete consistently on a high level every day, right? Strength and conditioning, getting your body right, teaching you how to properly jump and land, working on your quickness, right, your, your first step. And then they get to me, right? And then eventually I'm going to get to the spirit man once a relationship is built. So working on that. And see, that's what I love about athletes in action. They want to see a Christian on every team in the world, not the country, in the world. So there's an AIA hub in Barcelona. There's one in Kenya. There's one in Israel. Like they're, they're global. 
So I love being in tune with that. We work through a software called eCoach. It's backed by the NBA. I can get into that library and get Doc, Doc Rivers rebounding drills. You know what I mean? So people who come through my academy has access to all the NBA coaches and their library of stuff. So I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I do it at 6 o'clock in the morning because that's evening for the, for most of those kids because of the time difference. Or I'll either do it at 10, 10 p.m. at night. My parents are in the bed. Like, they sleep. I'm coaching. <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect. It doesn't interfere with what I'm doing with, for um, Crawley's creation. So I'm doing those two things right now, and I'm loving it. That's awesome. That is so awesome. I'm so proud of you. You know, you've always been a grinder. That's always what you've done. I've watched you, you know, and, you know, your creativity is off the chain because you've always taken things from the ground up and built it bigger. You've always been good about partnering with other people. You've not only been a great leader, but you've always been a great follower. And that's what I appreciate about you. And you're listening to a WNBA State of Mind Sunday brunch. I got my girl here, Sylvia Crawley in the house chopping it up i'm so happy for the people that just logged in just wanted to shout that out and say you know you already answered the question that i was going to segue into as a coach what do you believe some components to becoming a great player so i'm just going to go right to the next one which is what should a modern day stretch four and five player work on now hold this hold on a second you were one of those players and i remember all of the time when you guys were down on the end, doing the, doing the drill, doing the post-player drills, you were so good at making contact with that player, boom, and then you rolled and then you post up. You always hit that man first. You know, you were good at doing that. You had a crazy drop step, you know. You had a nice mid-range jumper. You had a nice three. You could step out, do that. You had the step back that was sick. Had the nice spin move. We know you for that. Okay, we're going to talk about the blindfolded dunk. What does it take? What advice do you have for that modern day stretch four and five? What components do they need to be able to get through each level of playing and not just high school, college, all the way into the pros? What do they got to do to make it to that final product? Well, first of all, Goody, I believe that forwards are the new centers. I'm coining that phrase right there. I do a lot of clinics on post-play, but the title of my segment is always called Forwards Are the New Centers. Because with the rule changes, it has just wiped out the center as we once knew it, right? And so you can't be physical. You can't bang people when they come across the lane. Like you can't own the paint like you used to back when we played college basketball, right? So everything is more finesse. They want up-tempo. They want high scores. They think that's going to be good for women's basketball. So this is the reason why the officials changed the rules the way they did. But it, it took away a player who felt at home under the basket and knew that's that was their place. They were comfortable there. So now nowadays, kids don't want to be the center. At North Carolina, when we recruit people, if they were really a four, they wanted to be recruited as a three. And if you told them they were playing at the four, they weren't going to commit to you. So we're like, okay, you're going you're gonna to be a guard. You're going to be a forward. We never said center. Nobody wants to be a center, right? But somebody's going to play center. When you sign at those schools, somebody in a four-round one, somebody's inside, right? So anyways. With that being said, I think what you what you have to first and foremost have 
is the love. You like, you gotta love it. You gotta love it. Cause as a post, you're going to be pushed. You're going to be challenged. Everybody's going to be wanting you to get all the rebounds. Everybody, you know what I mean? Like it's a lot of pressure to be an inside player. And if you don't love it, you're going to bend, you're going to crack, you're going to quit. So you got to love it. You can't just be that tall girl out there and you're out there just because you're tall. Because everybody asks you, you always play basketball. So you say, oh, let me try it out. But you don't love it, right? So when I'm looking for post players, I got to see that love. I got like, okay, the game hadn't started yet or it's halftime before your game. When I see a center out there shooting around, then I'm like, okay, they out, you know what I mean? Like they ain't sitting on the side. They out there shooting. People who love it, they, any, any free time they get a ball, they out there, they, they shooting around, right? So you got to love it. That's the first and foremost. I think a good four or five got to have good hands. And you would be surprised, Goody, that when I, when I went to North Carolina, I got screamed at for not being able to catch. Now in high school, I averaged 19 boards, 18 points, 10 blocks. I caught a lot of balls to be able to average that many, right? But in college, they would make them pass it with a little more speed and velocity to the passes, right? When it, when it was a hard pass, I couldn't catch it. Like my fingers would just bend back and the ball hit me in the face because of the speed on the passes. It was much stronger in college than it was in high school. Was it that I couldn't catch? No. My fingers weren't strong enough. And so a lot of posts, because they're long and lanky, they also have very lanky fingers, right? So you got to get your fingertips strong. In order to dunk a ball, a lot of people can palm a ball like this, but when they turn the ball down, they lose it, right? Which is how you have to dunk. You got to get over the rim, turn that ball over the rim and dunk it. But when you turn it, you lose it. That's why it back bounces off the back of the backboard, right? So that's fingertip strength. You know what I had to do, Goody? I had to get buckets of sand. I had a strength coach. He would fire balls at me. He'd throw them this way. He'd roll them. I had to catch. He was like, this girl could catch. I don't know why y'all say she can't catch. They checked my eyes. They said, well, maybe she can't see. <laughs> Finally, he figured out her fingertips are just not strong, right? He got buckets of sand for me, Goody. And I had to dig in these buckets of sand like this to the bottom, squeeze, let them go until I got my fingertips strong. Not, you know, they like to give you one of them things where you got to squeeze like that. Don't get your hand strong to palm a ball. This gets your hand, your fingertips strong. Now you can catch with one hand, smack it in, chin it, check that defense, see if it's coming. You could, you could do a whole lot of stuff where you could palm that ball, right? but you got to get your fingertips strong. So now you got Velcro hands. When you got Dawn Staley throwing you behind the back pass and it's not quite on point, but you better catch it because she's Dawn Staley, right? I'm on a national team with her. I got to catch that ball. <laughs> you got to have Velcro hands, right? So you got to think about it. When you play with a post that had good hands, like Atari Phillips, she's going to get that ball when you threw it to her. I don't care how you pass it to her. It could be low, it could be high, right? You gotta have the love, you gotta have the hands. And then I think you gotta just um you gotta be physical. You gotta like contact. If you don't like to be hit, then you gotta like to hit somebody before they hit you. So I mean I think you gotta think strong. Like I was the thinnest player in the league. Think about it. And and then Bonner came after me, right? But before there was a Bonner, 
I was the thin one. Now I'm playing against Summer Herb, Chastity Melvin, <laughs> Natalie Williams. Like I played against some bruisers in my day. But in my mind, I thought I was stronger than what I was. Even though I wasn't, I get that ball chin and I wouldn't even elbow my um lotion my elbows. Like you was gonna catch one. <laughs> but in my mind I thought I was strong. So you I mean you either gotta be strong or you gotta be mentally tough, I think, to be a center. And if you have those key ingredients, then I think somebody can work with you. And I think somebody can push you hard and you won't break and you won't quit. And you'll stick with it and eventually you'll be pretty darn tough. Yeah, and that, and that's and that's you're absolutely right. And the funny thing, I'll share, you know, a short story with you, two short stories with you. First of all, say shout out, shout out, shout out to Venus Flytrap. You know, we got Venus on the on on, on here. She's saying, "What's up? Love y'all. Love you." <laughs> Bringing out the post players. You got Venus Flytrap. You talk about hands. The hands on that woman was absolutely incredible. Could you imagine if she was dunking? That would have been crazy. I got the opportunity to see that woman and be around her. I love her. I loved her spirit. Loved her soul. Venus Lacey was the bomb. Then she went to uh, she went to La Tech and lit it up. That was the school for her. And so I I, I mean and then the short story uh, you bring up Dawn Staley. You know she she was a lot of people's point guard, but you know I had the opportunity to have her for two years. It was a blessing. You know, uh, she didn't have to tell me, Ron. I was running before Forrest Gump came Because <laughs> I knew that if I ran, I was going to get the ball. And in practice, I kid you not, ABL, Richmond, Rage, I'm going, I'm just going to have to, I'm just going to throw him under the bus. I'll tell you what, Edame Tubby beamed in the back of the head with the ball. Taj McWilliams, I can't tell you how many times Dawn beamed in the back of the head of the ball with the ball. If you're not looking... When I'm coming up the court and I turn the ball or what? In practice, you Taj did she did do do do. She was young. There she go. You, you, you know how pot Taj is with them hands. Da, 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 da. <laughs> she <laughs> going woo, just whiz it at the back of her head, you know. <laughs> See, the scene for me is I'm down on the floor cracking up. Whole play stops. Lisa Boyer can't understand. She's in she's 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 well shocked. Everybody's cracking up, you know, but you know we had a great squad, and Dawn was, you know, she didn't play that. So I had to make mention that Dawn, she throwing that pass, and no matter how it comes, you better catch it. Most of the time, she threw me some dimes. I wasn't worried because I was running. You run, you gonna get that thing, you know. She was the female pistol Pete. I don't care what nobody says in the WNBA. There's no better point guard ever than that woman. And Teresa Edwards, I love you. But the epitome of a point guard was Dawn Staley. I don't think you can compare the two. Somebody was on Facebook yeah, talking because, about Yeah. Oh, God. King Edward, she was just, she'd give you a 40 bomb, and you don't even know what happened. T was big in size, kind of like Magic Johnson type of point guard, right? Whereas Dawn was smaller, Iverson type of, you know, just like true, true point guard. So two different styles though both very demanding both very wow. um yeah both both very self-driven like they had a motor and they commanded for everybody to get on that level you know and that's what the floor general does they're the heartbeat of the team you know so i i think i, I have a lot of respect for both of those and yeah. as a 
center, I love playing with a good point guard. If you got a good point guard and a good center, you got yourself on a squad. You know yeah. what I mean? Who understand how to pick and roll, pick and pop, you know? It's it's another it's another it's a wrap when you have that. So I have a lot of respect for very good point guards and those are two of the two of the women's basketball's finest. Yes, absolutely. I agree with you one hundred percent. That's why it is so unfair to uh make comparisons. I see people making comparisons all the time. People tag me. Oh, do you think she's that stop it with this man? Every all the all these great players out here, everybody has earned and deserved their own space. Period. There's a period of time for every single person. So you can't like put those two people together. You can't get Mike and LeBron in the same room at the same time right now. They were great during their times and God had them separate so that we could witness all of their greatnesses. Because if we had if we had them both at the same time, then we wouldn't be able to see it. And so um, once again, I'm so happy to have you here. We're having a great concept. Uh, conversation um we talked about uh your business all right and crawley's creations and uh you've always had a great concept uh especially you know back in the day when we were playing and you know you were like i'm making suits i was like what he was like i'm getting the fabric from korea what so i was like oh okay you know Make it happen. And we weren't even nowhere near each other. You know, you was where you were. I think we were still both balling overseas. And you were, were and I sent you my measurements. And as a matter of fact, I was in New York. I sent you my measurements. And you, you this whole suit just came together. You, you sent me all of the, the uh, what do you call them? Swatches, right? Look at <laughs> the whole process. <laughs> you know, and you had given them to me before I left, before we left, right? Like it was, season was over and you gave me all these swaps. Like, all right, I'm gonna hit you up, sis. Boom, I picked it out and I had these bad suits, you know, to, that I still have to, to, this, to this day um, from you. So like, we already talked about it, but COVID has, you know, allowed so many people to like work on their craft and you know, how important was it for you to reestablish Crawley's creations during these times? You got all of this time, sis, and you have so much talent. Man, it was um, it was a dream come true for me because I, if I could, I'd just sit in the house in my pajamas and craft all day long. That's my happy place. Like when I when I played ball, when I went home, I'd be watching ES, ESPN, but I'd be making a project, making a headboard while I'm watching the games. You know, like that was my outlet. You know, um, I wasn't crying over I miss my free throws. Like when I went home, I just changed my chip, relaxed, did something else. I came back to practice. It was a new day. You know, when carrying what happened the day before, when you when you when you don't have an outlet, you you just think too much. You overthink. Now you put that into the next day and you're carrying that, right? So this has always been my outlet. So when COVID hit, everybody was living in my world. Like everybody was trying to make a mask. Everybody was crafting with their kids, right? I was like, this is wonderful. So, um, but I felt like this is not a good time to start a company, right? Because it's COVID, people were afraid to spend money at first because they didn't know if the banks were going to close, if, if the money was going to run out, right? And then we saw a commercial that said, if you know how to sew, we need your help. The UNC hospitals have run out of masks for their healthcare workers. Oh. And so 
email this address. You know, we wrote it down, me and my mom, so we emailed them. They sent us a list of things we had to do in order to make masks for them. We had to wash the fabric and drift fabric softener. We had to take them out the washer with gloves, put them in the dryer with gloves, make the mask with gloves and mask on, right? We sent them the mask. They tested them. I don't know what they did to test them, but our mask approved. And we sent them, we sent them like 40 free masks, just volunteer to help help out the healthcare workers. Well, I start posting on Facebook what we were doing. People start cash apping me like, hey, can you make me a mask? Can you make me? So boom, we started making masks. In like three weeks time, we made like $5,000 worth of masks. I'm like, what? This is crazy. Then we look up, we've sold $10,000 worth of masks, $15,000 worth of masks. Like it's, it got crazy. People were buying in bulk. Then we started making the straw mask where you could stick a straw in your mask and drink. We got the zipper mask where you can unzip it and eat a burger and zip it back before your waitress comes back to your table. So it just started to snowball from there. Now we're making um, a dress with a mask, a coat with a matching mask. Cause you know, now that we're starting to function and <laughs> go to different events, people, your mask won't let you be great. Like you have on a nice little outfit and then you got a little mask stuffed up in your glove compartment that's all wrinkled up. You're like, oh shoot, I need a mask. Now your mask, you know, now your mask is not letting you be great. So we have matching masks to match all of our clothes <laughs> so that, you know, you could be in style. This is going to be our new norm, especially with President Biden. He's like, for my first 100 days, I want people to double up on masks. Now they want you wearing two masks, right? So it's been a blessing. It's been a blessing for us because I didn't qualify for no small business loans. I didn't qualify for, um, I didn't qualify for unemployment. I didn't qualify for anything when COVID hit, right? I felt like literally good, goody. I felt like when I was little, my mom, my parents made too much for me to get free lunch, but not enough to give me lunch money. <laughs> so I, with the kids, oh one peanut butter and jelly sandwich and my lunch and a quarter for some milk. That's it. <laughs> so I was in between. I was like, what are we going to do? And then the whole mask thing came up and we've just been rolling. It was great exposure for us to get our names out there. And so now we have, you know, employees all over the world, actually. And um, yeah, it's working for us. So we're we're just enjoying every minute of it. My mom, she helps. So my mom's been sewing for 70 years. She's 78. I got 30 years of experience. Collectively, we have 100 years of experience. So we're putting out a masterclass because we get asked all the time for people, from um, from people for us to teach them how to sew. So we're like, okay, that's it. We're gonna do a masterclass. We're gonna teach people how to sew on Zoom. It's perfect. Like now all you got to do is zoom everybody in. We're going to sew together. So you want to learn how to sew, make your own suits, goody. Sign up for a master class. <laughs> no, my mom, she does all of that. You know what I'm saying? So we got similar story. Um, I wish I could just turn, turn everything around. You know, I'm sitting here looking at a singer right now. And, you know, my mom does it. Well, I have to share you some stuff that she does. She makes hats. My mom is bad. You know, she crochets, she does everything. She makes the paper boy hat, she does everything. And I, you know, I'm, I, I sit and I'm like, Ma, come on, you know, um, you know, when you got, when you go to the throne, you know, I want God to say well done, because her, her craft is so sick. 
that she just really needs to put it out there. And I get on her all of the time. She's like, oh, Adrian, oh, that's her response to me. But, you know, I recognize it in her and I really want her to lock it down. I already gave her her name. It's called Shook Shack. And uh, I'm ready to rock it, you know, especially with her hats. Crochets like nobody's business. And that runs in the family. I got a cousin. I got a cousin who does that. And you're listening to a WNBA state of mind. I got my girl Sylvia Crawley on here. We chopping it up. Got people excited about uh, watching you. Got my guy uh, Vid Bugs on here. Got Scott Molesky on here saying good morning. Um, he, he does a lot of podcasting himself. Hopefully, maybe he'll bring you on his show to help you expand your horizons. And, uh, you know, um, there have been monumental monumental i don't know have you been keeping up and it's hard not to because things are so in your face right now with social media there have been monumental trades in the w especially in la with candace parker you know she's going to chi town uh that's where she's from so you know hopefully you know peace and love and blessings to her her going out there new york is making some monumental trades um uh, uh atlanta um, you got you got your girl um, uh, Renee Montgomery. She retired. I'm not surprised with that, uh, especially after um, uh, Atlanta and that whole situation with uh, with the senator owning that team. You know, I'm just really not surprised. Um, and I never heard anything else about whether LeBron is is really gonna and Carmelo are really gonna buy this team. Maybe you could share shed some news. You know, with that, so New York trying to make some moves with Natasha Howard and, you know, uh, bringing in um, uh, the Sparks they traded and, you know, Amanda, uh, how do you say, uh, Zahui uh, went out there, big girl. Um, so, like, people are trying to make some moves. I know that uh, the free agency hub was crazy and New York, if anybody, really needs to make some changes. I mean, you can't keep going all this time. Um, in the L column, you got to change. This is New York for the love of God. And I'm glad that, um, you know, I wasn't, I was, I was kind of sad to see um, Candace Parker not retire in a, in a Sparks jersey, but I kind of, in my spirit, I kind of felt that there's no way in the, way in the world they could have kept their big three together. They had to break them up. They just didn't have enough money to make that happen. But uh, Candace uh, seems to be free uh, going to Chicago. Hopefully she, you know, makes, makes a difference there for them. Um, but it was kind of sad watching that. I, I was happy to see Candace go to Chicago. She's and from, that's that's home for her. Like she's from um, Naperville actually, which is like a suburb of Chicago. But you know, she comes from a very good like AAU program, a very good high school. So they now get a chance to see her play. Like you got to play at home when you play for Richmond Rays. So you know when you're when your people roll in, you know what I mean? When they bind your jersey and your shirts and they roll in, it's just different. So I'm happy to see her at home. You know, she has a daughter, so now she's got some help with the grandparents keeping the little one and you know, like that the little girl, the pedigree that she comes from, like her dad is Sheldon Williams, right? So you gotta know she's athletic. Every every sport they introduce her to, she's a beast, I'm sure. So She's in sports, so now you got grandma, grandpa helping her out. You know what I mean? So Candace is finally back home. When I think about putting her with a with a uh, Vandersloot and um, the guards that they have, <laughs> Quigley and Vandersloot, like, because <laughs> you know they know how to use a, a, a ball screen, double screen, triple screen action that they do. You put a Candace Parker in that? 
with a roar pop. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Right. So LA, I just feel like chemistry wise, they probably needed to break that up. You know what I mean? Like, in my opinion, I said this on another podcast, Candace to me is kind of like a Kobe player coach, very demanding. If if you don't know your X's and O's, because she come from Pat Summit to Glitch, right? Now, you know, when you play for the great Pat Summit, mm-hmm. it's hard for you to play for any coach, right? So you got to be strong because Candace going to go in the huddle and say what she thinks should be done, right? And Derek Fisher just seems like the kind that he ain't going to keep putting up with that too much longer. You know what I mean? So it's got to be the right fit. Um, so, I mean, you got Candace, you got Derek, but then you got to add them other pieces to it. Like that big three, that's a lot of personality going on, right? So me coaching for Indiana Fever and scouting LA, I can see why the moves that, that were made were made. Yeah. I think it's going to be good for Candace to be home with the guard play and the personnel that they have. If they can, if, if chemistry wise, if she can blend in, Chicago going to be nice. But I'm saying do not count out L.A., <laughs> you know, because think about it. Sometimes when somebody got to shoot whenever they want, when that person leaves, it resurrects the mentality of the other, other people. Now there's there's more balls to shoot, right? <laughs> now everybody's yes. role shifts a little bit, and they're happy about that, excited about that. Um, so I'm saying don't don't count out L.A. Don't count them out just yet. I like the aces, Goody. I like the the changes. That's us before we got to before we got to got to Vegas. So, you know, I'm definitely a fan. I'm a fan of Bills. You know, uh, I actually like to get out there and work that team out, yo. We got to get a championship at all costs. Call me, Bill. <laughs> Gray, I believe. So she's a she's a workhorse. You know what I mean? Like she's just gonna. Right, you know, Dawn. You know, all of Dawn's players are are, are are ridiculous. You know, and so you know, there's been a, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on around the league. I think people are really trying to put, you know, put some um, put some pieces together. And I think that you know, uh, Chelsea Gray is really gonna be a big help. Um, you know, to people. You know, poor Kia Nurse. I mean, I wish that somebody just give give Kia a break. Every year, Kia playing on a different team, you know, it's like, golly, you know, she getting shuffled around a lot, you know, kind of hard to be that player that gets shuffled around like that and, you know, try to find a home and, you know, find your niche and, you know, just, you know, be able to settle in and, and give somebody a break without, you know, that being on your back, like, okay, I could get traded, but that's with anybody, you know what I'm saying? But I, I guess, you know, right now, that's about I mean, it's when it's just like that, it's to the point like just thank God for another contract. Yeah. The league another year. So just, you know, bloom where you were planted. You don't understand why you've been carried away to another team. But hey, wherever God takes you, plants you, bloom. Just bloom. That's all you gotta worry about, right? So I think it's exciting with all the different trades because it's gonna make people have to watch. You know what I mean? You don't know your squad no more. You, I got to tune in now to figure out what's going on with the WNBA. I think that I think that's why the NBA does that. And I, I thought it was wonderful that the WNBA just shook everything up because now you got to see what Candace looks like in that blue and yellow uniform now versus that yeah. yellow and purple. 
I can't even picture it. So I got to tune in just to see it, right? So I think it's good for the league just to shake it up. You got to tune in just to see, just to be able to contribute to conversations about the WNBA now. I think it's a good thing. Yeah, jersey sales, you know, you, you, you bought Candace up and um, I'm glad you brought her up again because it went out of my head. Uh, jersey sales going to be ridiculous for her. I might end up going out there and getting my Kansas jersey, for <laughs> my the Kansas Parker jersey, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, they're going to definitely be the team to watch, team to beat. Um, I'm glad that Vegas retained their players and extended contracts instead of getting rid of everybody, you know, adding a dimension with Chelsea Gray. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I really hope so much for the dream. I just, I hope much for them because, you know, they were that team that came in, you know, when they, when they, when they first formulated and they had this whole black history, Martin Luther King concept, all of the colleges, everything that was black that was going on down there, tied it into the team. They got a great concept. They got a great, they got a great arena. They have great fans. You know, I want to see that product do good. Because everything around them is great. You know, now we got to get the players, the coaches. Once that boom, I, I can't wait. I hope that I, I just all the love to that organization. For some reason, they're just always in the back of my mind. I really want them to succeed. I want them to do well. And I, I want New York to do well. You mentioned them earlier. Um, it's just New York has always been a tough market. Now, as a player, it's always been my very favorite place to play. Especially when it was when they played in the Madison Square Garden, right? Because it's just it's the Garden, it's New York. You, you know, you you stay downtown, your hotel's right there. It's just it's just a magical place. I don't even believe in magic, but it was magical. Um, so I want to see New York win, but it's I just think it's tough because there's so much to do in New York, especially in the summers. You know, so it's just a tough market and. And now, you know, they moved kind of where they played. So they're trying to find, you know, where the fans will come. But um, I, I think they've done a good job of keeping New York people and New Jersey people there. So it's like, why, why wouldn't you come out and support those Rutgers players, you know, or the players that's from that area? Why wouldn't you come out and support that? So I want them to do well. I really do. Um, I like Katie a lot. I want to see her do well. Katie Smith. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I can't wait to tune in to the season because I, I want to see how all the changes are going to play out. Yeah, absolutely. I'm definitely looking forward to that. And, you know, and also, you know, what their theme is going to be for this year. You know, Black Lives Matters, it still continues. It may not be as in your face as it was before. I think uh, we used we, we used that concept to get a point across and also to change some things as far as bylaws and, you know, federal laws and governmental laws are concerned as far as black, black, uh, uh, um, the, um, you know, black community is concerned. And so, you know, we've used that platform. So it'll be nice to see, you know, what concept they come in with this time, you know, and also continue to promote wearing masks and, and health and safety. You know, we've always, as a league, you know, and as females, because we're nurturers, we've always been behind so many causes from CHKD to, you know, Athletes in Action to all of the different things that will promote, you know, uh, edifying the kingdom. You know, the WNBA really is a part of, shout out to us, 
before that. So as we wind it up, you're doing a lot of things, you know, um, and I'm not even going to count philanthropy out as one of those things. How can people keep up with you on social media? Um, any new things you want to share? Uh, you know, I see, you know, you're probably the first person that puts your at up there instead of just your name. You got at Coach Crawley, uh, at Coach, you know, underscore Crawley. Talk to us about that. Where can we hit you? Where can we find you? Where can we find your mask? Where can we find your clothes? Or just to, just to say, hey, listen, I'm checking in on Sylvia Crawley. What's going on with her today? <laughs> so, um, obviously, at Coach underscore Crawley um, on IG, for just anything basketball, you know, I'm still going to be a part of the game for the rest of my life. Um, but for my clothing line, it's, it's across the board. You know, I have a complete brand. So I'm on IG, I'm on Etsy, Pinterest, Facebook, all at, at Crawley's Creation. It's at Crawley's Creation for everything. So that's easy for everybody to remember. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that's how you can find me. I'm very, you know, hands-on. I check my own like inboxes and stuff like that. So you can reach me through any of those. We do custom orders, you know, because Goody, you know this from when I did my clothing line before when it was called EFOD Customs. I'm very big into everybody feeling proud of how God created them. Like we're all fearfully and wonderfully made, right? So whether you're seven foot two or whether you're five foot, um, four foot one, you know, we can make some pants, a skirt, whatever to fit you so that you feel good about, you know, when you get up to speak, you shouldn't be worrying about how stuff is fitting you. This is too tight. Your stomach's showing like you should just be free to be you and give what people give, give people what you have to offer, you know? And so that's what we're into. So, you know, we do custom orders. If you need something special, we we're willing to do that. All you got to do is ship us your measurements like you did and we get it done from there. So, and, and you reminded me, um, when I was, when I was doing my clothing line before I was playing in Korea. So like I played in 16 different countries, you know, our story, Goody, we, we played all over the place. Um, and I wasn't just hooping like the ABL forever changed my life because when the ABL folded, I had no resume. I had no plan B. I had no work experience. I had never worked, never like even at McDonald's cause I was playing AAU. I was working my college coaches camps in the summer. Like there were no off times for me. So when that league folded, I said, listen, never again will I put all my eggs in one basket. I just been hooping. I just been hooping. You know what I mean? So for youngsters that are watching this, my advice to you is when you go to college, don't just hang around your teammates. You got a whole university. The University of North Carolina has 23,000 students. Okay. When you, when that, when the air goes out that ball and you start your own business, that's a whole database right there. People you can reach out to for your services. But if you just hooping, you, you missed it. You know what I mean? Like you missed it. So like you have that opportunity, not just to get a full ride, get everything that you can out of that experience because that school won't get all they can out of you. They're going to win as many games as they can right off your back for four years. So use athletics to get you exactly where you want to go in life, right? So I wasn't just hooping after the ABL. It was like, oh no, I'm in Korea. They got some of the best fabric in the world. They got tailors. Like on my off days where I should have been sleeping, I was catching a bus, the metro, a taxi to get to this little town, little town called Osan. 
And I was like, okay, Adrian picked out this fabric and this fabric. I'm drawing out the designs of how I want your suit to look and they're making it happen. We're going to ship it to you, you know? And so now I've gotten to the point where my company now, where I've got tailors here in the U S I got a tailor in New Jersey, actually bomb. She is fire, fire African lady. But she's out of Jersey, um, and we work very well together. Like, I don't have to be hands-on with her. I could just, like, let her do her thing. Um, so I'm, I'm happy to say, you know, I've got tailors. I can employ people here in the States where the turnaround time is quicker, the shipping time to you is quicker. But it all started for me when I was playing. And I, and I wanted to just not put all my eggs in one basket because when that basket broke, then what you got? <laughs> now we fighting for our lives again. The WNBA they had twenty spots for ninety people who lost their jobs in the ABL, right? And I was very fortunate to land back on my feet. But after that, I said, "Listen, I'm gonna have a plan B. I'm gonna have a plan C. I'm gonna have a plan D." And my stress level was lower when I played for San for Portland Fire and in San Antonio. I wasn't stressed out about missing free throws no more because you know if I got cut. I knew I had something else to fall back on. You know, I started my magazine while I was in, in the um, WNBA. So we started Monarch Magazine. And, you know, so I had other things to fall back on so that, you know, when you retire, because the day will come for everybody when they're going to retire. What do you do? What is next? And there's a lot of people that hang on longer than they should. You know, you said you wanted to see Candace retire in, in L.A. Candace ain't ready to retire yet, you know, and I, I still think she's got some more years of basketball left in her, but she now needs to start transitioning to, okay, what's next for me? What's the next natural progression for me? So that she's not holding on longer than she needs to. And when it's time to go, she can walk away on her own terms. Like Michael Jordan told me this when he retired, I said, Mike, how did you know it was time? I was working his camp at Elmhurst college. I said, how did you know it was time? He said, Crowley, your body and your heart will let you know when it's time. And I kid you not, and you might remember this from San Antonio. I retired from San Antonio Silver Stars in 2004. I had just talked to Mike, right? And so the, our very last game at San Antonio, autograph session, we had just got a new poster. It had the starting five with our hand in the huddle. I still got the poster. And my eyes look so uninterested. I'm in the huddle, but I'm just like whatever <laughs> like my face just said it all. I'm like what was I thinking so a little girl came and said can I have your autograph and I was like yeah just like which one is you I pointed at me she looked up and said do you even like to play basketball girl when I tell you it broke my heart broke my heart because I love the game right but at, in this moment I didn't like and, and, and I couldn't even fool the smallest little child Right. And I felt like God has strategically placed me in the league to be a light. And my light was so dim in that moment. And that's when I knew, like when Jordan said, your your body and your heart will just let you know. And I said, I'd rather walk away from this game. Like, I don't want to go out like that. You know what I mean? I want to go out with good memories. I don't want to start bouncing from team to team, get injured and get snatched away from me. Right. Because however, like transitions are everything, Goody, however you enter or exit anything is everything. I'm going to say that again. However you enter or exit anything is everything. So that tends to be what you remember. AI had a wonderful, wonderful career, but he exited not the way he wanted to. And then he got stuck on that. 
You know what I mean? Like, that's how he will forever remember his career. You got to walk away in your own terms. Keep your legacy intact, right? So that you can have good memories. You're not dreaming through your kids and dreaming through your players. You know what I mean? You're free. You're free to just go. You had a wonderful experience. It was what it was, you know? So if I can, if I can talk to anybody who's playing right now or aspiring to play, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Take advantage of the opportunities that God has blessed you with so that when it's over, you can walk away, feel proud, have your legacy still intact. That's all I got for you today, Goody. Ah, shucks, and we're going to leave it right there. We're going to leave it right, right there. And you're listening to a WNBA state of mind. I got my girl Sylvia Crawley on here from Crawley Creations at Coach underscore Crawley on IG. Look her up. And I can tell you this, if you're listening to different podcasts, because you know that this is on Anchor FM. So let me shout out my podcast. If you got audio radios, download it. Pocket Cast, download it. Overcast, download it. Google Podcast, download it. Apple Podcast, download it. Hoddle. Podcast app, Himalaya, CastBox, Castaway, Radio.net, Listen app, Radio Public, RSS Radio, Sil, Pod Hero, Altail, Entail, Primecast, Podorama, Highcast, Stop Me Somebody, Procast, Castro, Bullhorn, Podcast 9, yes, Player Pod for the Players in the Himalayas, Tappacast, Podster, Pod Along, Podly, Download It. A WNBA State of Mind Sunday brunch coming to you every Sunday, unless I decide to take a week off. Love <laughs> you. So happy I had you on the show, so you know I love you, Sammy Thank Sosa. To everybody, okay? We didn't Have toast fun. in the beginning, but we could toast in the end. All right. Our <laughs> heels in the mood. Peace, so. Thea, love you, girl. Happy Valentine's Day. Ash, you too. <laughs> Listen up. Good people's there. Good people's there. Mentally, physically, spiritually, more than anything. He's a great person. Sylvia Crawley. At Sylvia. What'd she say? Coach. At Sylvia. I messed that up, but it don't matter. Love is in the air. Today's Happy Valentine's Day. Make it a great day. Love you. Stay peace.